The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Hey, guess what? We got Lido Shepard and who's your mama? <laughs> That's right. We got TJ Hushmanzada. Checked out. I said it right. I love it. We're going to talk about that. And there's a pregame for the Bronco Hoes here on 322. On today's show, of course, we're going to have the pregame for the Bronca hoes. <laughs> They're coming to town, man, and you must slap a hoe at the big O if you know what I'm saying. So, Timmy Teabag's coming to town. We're going to hit on that, and we're going to talk a little bit about Hoosh Manzada, and talk a little bit about Lido Shepard, and of course, the bone line, the Raider Nation speaks and we well, before I get into the show, I have just a couple comments about the San Diego uh, Chiefs game. Now, the Chiefs lucked out when they played us. Now they think they're all that and the bag of chips as well. They think their shit don't stink. Well, yeah, well, we'll see again. We'll see again because they are not a real team. They are pretenders like they were last season, paper tigers. And the, the joke here is so are the Chargers. <laughs> we're in a three-way tie. Three-way tie for first in the division. And I feel the Raiders have the best shot at taking it all, as you should as well. I feel very comfortable about this team. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the 15-yard line and Phillip Rivers' fumble of the ball. Now, I want the Raider Nation to know that I feel and understand his grief. I know that Phillip Rivers was crushed by the, the Kim Kardashian divorce Tumphreys. I know it's a fact. You can see it on his face. He looks very upset. I feel you, brother. <laughs> All-time chokers. The San Diego boltless, nutless, chargeless chargers. Go down in a classic ball of flame. I love it. I love to see the division opponents beat the crap out of each other. And I just had to share that feeling with y'all. And I know you dig it, too. <laughs> Unbelievable. Norvell Turner all embarrassed. You can hear it if you listen real close to the South. You hear it. Bring back Marty. Bring back Marty. <laughs> Anyways, this is for another show. We got another show coming on next week. I love it. So, TJ, who's your mama? Hushmanzada is an Oakland Raider. And, you know, I really would be a, a miss or lying if I didn't say, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, no, we don't need another guy. We don't need another receiver. What are we going to do? 
Derek Hagan took the hit for this pickup, and I like Derek Hagan. He's a good football player. But, hey, you know, and I wasn't sure about the Hushman Zada thing because I wasn't too sure about him as far as a personality that fits in the locker room. But if you listen to his interview right here, you'll find out why I think he's pretty sharp. Coach Jackson talked about maybe you assuming a leadership role. Is that kind of a delicate matter just because you're new, but at the same time the young guys know of your reputation? You know what? I think uh, you don't really uh, make yourself a leader. You know, to me, a leader is somebody that people are willing to follow. So if, if that's the case, then that's the case. You know, guys that help me, I'm going to help them. And I won't force my beliefs or what I think is the right way to do certain things on anyone. That's just not me. But uh, if they want help, I'm going to help them. When he was my coach in Cincinnati, I, I said it, and I said now I always thought he should have been a head coach because of his demeanor, his ability to relate to players. And he lets you be you, but he doesn't really let you go overboard. What it, I mean, it's a fine line. It's like a psychologist. He knows how to relate to players, and I think that's what a good head coach is, and I've always thought he had those qualities. TJ, how do you personally make this team better? You know, I, I can't even answer that for sure. You know, once we get out there, I can tell you, but just I'm a football fan I follow football Sundays when I was at home you know I try to flick through all the little channels have the little Sunday ticket and watch as many games as I can and uh, just with the guys they have you know they're all fast but they don't really have a guy that can work the middle of the field and run routes and so I think that I can bring that to the table you know with, with those guys on the outside and the way Carson throws the ball and his ability to understand what a defense is trying to do I think we can be really good if we uh, put these things together. Really, I mean, the, all the receivers can play here. You know, me being here my first day, they all can play. TJ, this may sound like a loaded question, but you know, you are 34. You got a little mileage. At the same time, you look like you could go out there and just light it up. I mean, how much of the tank do you have left? Well, this is what I tell people all the time. I played one year of high school football. I played three years of college. I didn't play my first three years in the NFL. I never been hurt. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think I can play. For a while, that's just being honest. I, I don't get, I don't feel sore. I can run. I don't. I just feel good. You know, I feel better now, and it could be because I wasn't playing all these weeks. You know, when the other guys were, but I feel good. People look at age and this and that. Look at the body and the injuries and playing time. I haven't played a lot in my career. I sat at the bench for three years. Cincinnati, you were on some teams that were really, really close. Had some some good playoff runs. Do you feel like you have some unfinished business? Do you want to really get out there and get that championship? Yeah, and you know, that was the biggest reason me going to Baltimore last year. And again, when it mattered, I dropped the ball. Not saying we would have won the game, but we would have had a chance to continue that, you know, that drive. But yes, when I when I look at the Raiders and I follow football, like I said earlier, they have so much talent. They have a coach who I believe in. And if you said, guys, listen, we're going to get in the wing tee, and we're going to run an option this week. TJ, I need you to be the fullback and lead up the A-gap. I'm going to do it. I might say, why does he want to do that? But I'm going to do it because I believe in his ability to lead us to victories in the way that he coaches. And, man, the Raiders have a lot of talent on this team. It's just a matter of uh, putting everything together. All this horse crap about Carson Palmer bringing him into the team is a bunch of horse crap. Hugh Jackson had him on the radar way before the season started and was going to have him come in anyways. That leads me to believe he probably also had Carson Palmer in his mind as well. You think? I think so, too. 
I think this was coming a long time ago, and, well, that's the way it is. And I don't know if Al Davis would have made this move. I told you when he passed away that I'll always be the what would Al do, what would Al think on everything that's going on with his team. Well, my two cents is Al would not have made this move, or they would have made it earlier in the season when he was still here. Hey, man, there's a lot to be said about uh, one guy running a team. I mean, Hugh Jackson's a good coach. I'm still throwing all my uh, water in his bucket for sure. I'm hoping the ego doesn't get to him because now there's no checks and balances in this particular Raider government. He doesn't have to worry about Al Davis calling him on the phone, challenging any of his decisions, or, you know, just saying damn right, hell no. Well, that's the way it is for the Raider Nation. Until we get a GM, we are going to be rolling on this roller coaster. I like it so far. We shall see. Evidently, there's been some good practices between these two guys. Hushman Zada was on the couch. Matter of fact, Hushman Zada was practicing with Carson in the offseason. Uh, you know what? I really like this guy. I got to tell you. And there's a reason that we got him. And it's really probably not something that we've all thought about. It's certainly not something that I thought about when when I thought about him. But this is the facts, and the facts speak loudly. Now, here's an interesting stat, and just think about it for a second. There's a lot of people who question Hushmanzad, and I'm not going to question him because I think he really has the fire and the tenacity and the attitude to do well, and he's proven it. In his last four games, he's gotten 22 catches for 385 yards. Now, I, it doesn't sound like much, but in the past four games, Jacoby Ford, Denarius Moore, Derek Hagan, Chaz Shillins, and Lewis Murphy got a combined 20 catches for 189 yards in the same time span. Now, it doesn't seem like that as a Raider fan. It seems like we've been jamming along doing very well. I think that's because the run kind of camouflages the lack of passing, and we get passes just at the right times. And I think that's going to change with Carson Palmer. Hushman Zad is a good receiver. He's a slot receiver. He's not fast, but he's good with routes. He's good over the middle. He's good in slants. He's good in the middle of the field. We really don't have anybody that does that very well. And it'll give a lot of credence to the outside speedsters like Denarius Moore and Jacoby Ford to burn their way out there and try to get the long ball too, as long as there's a pressure relief, which would be, who's your mama? <laughs> I can't stop saying that. <laughs> I think it's funny. Ushmanzada <laughs> comes to our team from the Baltimore Ravens, who cut him after he dropped a critical pass in a playoff game, whatever. That sounds like my daughter. They dropped him after one dropped ball. That was it. That's all you get. That's pretty sad. He did put up some pretty damn good numbers while I was there. But, hey, I'm glad to have him. We'll see how it works. From what I hear, he is a student of the game. He is someone who can improve this team. I think he's, uh, he's on the edge, like he says. I think he's way out on the edge. But I think this is a good pickup. Uh, I'm sorry about Hagen. But Hushmazada. You know, welcome to the Raiders. I think he likes it. He likes football. Uh, he's He lives in L.A., so, you know, he's right here. So a lot of positive things here. Uh, we'll see if, if they make the connection. He's in camp right now. He's practicing. So welcome, Hoosh.
Hoosh. I can hear it already at the Coliseum. Hoosh when he gets his catches. So don't forget that sound because I'm going to be making it, and I'm going to make the stadium make it too. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's going to happen regardless of what the hell I do. It's going to happen because he's going to catch some doggone passes in this next freaking game. So, TJ, welcome to Oakland. Welcome to the Oakland Raiders. We we welcome you with open arms. And, of course, you are now a Raider, and you will remain a Raider the rest of your career. So make it count, baby. Just win. Now, the Raiders signed Lito Shepard. Lito. Interesting signing because he actually worked out for the team along with other teams. He didn't get picked up. We didn't pick him up. And, of course, we do have Chris Johnson out. Uh, uh, Van Dyke is also injured. There's two of our major players that are out. We need the help there. I hope Lito Shepard can do it. I think he can. I think he can because we have such a fierce uh, defensive front. We better have a fierce defensive front, by the way. So welcome to the Raiders, Lito Shepard. He's a little long in the tooth, but I think he'll be a good addition to the Oakland Raiders. We'll see how he plays. Uh, we will be seeing a lot uh, going on on Sunday. Uh, he should get a chance to get some interceptions, let us hope. But welcome to the Oakland Raiders, Lito Shepard. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. We need another defensive back for show because we're dropping like flies up in here. And that just reminds me of a rant. <laughs> Not too much of a rant, but shit, man, we're dropping like flies is right. Darren McFadden is out for this game, and he's wearing a huge boot. He's walking around in crutches. Not a good sign for a Raider fan. Dana Stubblefield, 95-7 the game. NFL Insider joins us in Stubby's uh, spot. Darren McFadden's still on crutches. And Dana, this is a little worrisome here. Um, I don't think he's certainly not going to play this week, but... Can the San Diego game be in jeopardy? That's the sense I'm getting. Well, you know, it all depends on how bad his injury is. You know, they said he left the facility the other day in the boot and on crutches, so obviously he's not putting no pressure on it. So it's going to be, I think, I think he's worse off than what they're, you know, they're telling people. I think he's in more pain than what, you know, Hugh and the media and everybody's saying because, he had a whole week of bye week, you know. He, you know, he didn't do anything then. And if he's still on crutches and in the boot, that means he is not putting no pressure on it. So once he starts putting pressure on it, he's not going to come back right away. It's going to take him probably another week or two before he can start making those cuts. Well, knowing that he may not be there for a while, coming off the bye week, that bad loss versus Kansas City, how high is the pressure dial turned up on the team to win this game? Well, it's not the not just the team. But just Bush, Carson Palmer, Huswa, all those guys on that offense—it's—it's it's, it's turned up on them because now their number one—you know—their number one threat is he's gone. So now Bush, but she's been doing a great job. You know, I—I don't—I don't see a drop off. I see a little bit, but he's been doing a great job of coming in. So now he's got to turn it up. Carson Palmer's definitely got to turn it up. He said he's comfortable with the offense. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable with the snap count. He's comfortable with the playbook. So all there is to do is go out and show it. Yep, time to go out and make some plays. I'm with you. You know, Dana, you know, you mentioned Hushman Zada before. He's in camp, as we know, and he might even play this uh, this week. 
Interesting comments from Hugh Jackson, and I'm going to paraphrase. It takes too long to read them. But Hugh said that in, over the summer, he wanted to get Hushmanzada. Al Davis said no, wanted to stay with Hagen and the young kids. And now Al Davis is gone, and Hushmanzada's here, which is fine. I mean, I guess if Hugh's running the show, well, okay. I don't know if Hugh needs to divulge the, the, the difference in philosophies that he had with Al Davis. I don't know how he could really win that PR battle. No, you you can't. You can't because it is apparent and a point that Hughes and he's in control. They're the whole even on defense. They're blitzing a lot more, which they wasn't doing when Al was alive. Al wasn't a big blitzer. You know that. So yeah, things have changed for the Raiders, and maybe it's a good thing. And we'll see this week. We'll see Sunday. We'll see you know down the road with these big acquisitions. We'll see if they pan off. This week, I don't see I don't see him coming in and making no big play. Husazada getting he'll probably get maybe ten percent of the snaps, a couple balls thrown at him, but nothing big until down the road. It looks like our number one running back is going to be out of commission for quite some time, and Hugh Jackson, of course, in his coy, mysterious way, is not putting his finger on anything solid. We don't know what's wrong with him. I actually don't know. I want I don't want to know what's wrong with him because it looks bad. So I'm not going to expect Aaron McFadden to play for at least two games, at least two, maybe three games, before he might be able to play again. He's got a big boo-boo, and he's got a big boot around that boo-boo, let me tell you. So uh, Darren McFadden's out. That means next man up, Michael Bush. Michael Bush is going to have to carry that rock uh, with Jones as well. they got to make a tandem that's going to work out. And we've done it before in the past. The Raiders have always had really good running backs, a trio of them, not unusual for the Raiders. Remember, we had Zach Crockett, Wheatley, and Garner. The three of them made a great running trio. They complemented each other, and it was great because they kept each other from being injured so much because they got equal time, which to me is the problem with McFadden. The coach is using McFadden way too much, especially when we're winning games. Bush should go in and take some of that punishment off of McFadden. Only my two cents, but I'm sure I'm right, without any doubt. We don't run the ball enough with Bush to give McFadden a break. I think that's a good idea to do. Uh, you know, you just, that's what I think. Even though DMAC is a great player, you got to give the guy some rest and keep him from getting hammered. Because, you know, let's face it, Raider Nation, he's injury prone. He, uh, he's, he doesn't have to uh, <laughs> slap a pad like Chaz Schillings does. Slap a pad, partner. <laughs> slap a pad, partner. <laughs> but he gets injured every season, it seems to me. And I thought that was the reason for Taiwan Jones. Go figure. But he ain't playing this game, and, uh, well, that is that. And uh, let's move on to the pregame. This will be your pregame for the Bronca Hose. The Hose is coming to the big O's <laughs> to get hosed. You got to love that. Yes, sir. The Bronca Hose are coming to Oaktown, the big O, and we are going to welcome them with open arms and a big boot in there. I love this game because I hate this team. We're going to hit on that now. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. 
Okay, so let's get right to this first because this is of paramount importance. What is the Tebow? I heard this and I nearly drove my car off the road. I was laughing so hard. Evidently, the Tebow is some kind of a cult fad that people are doing all over. Anyway, long story short, the Tebow <laughs> is just as obnoxious as he is. It looks like the thinker, you know, that statue of the thinker, but instead they say he's praying. I say that he's praying not to throw another interception, praying that they'll pay, pay him again, and praying that he won't be cut from the team completely. That's why he does the Tebow, which incidentally I will be changing right now to the tea bag. Yes, the tea bag is a phenomenon that is stretching its way across Denver. <laughs> there are thousands of men teabagging their wives, girlfriends, and uh, various other objects, and it's all because of Timmy the tea bag. Now that is a fad that I would love to see in Denver. <laughs> I love it. And here's a little bit of Tim in his press conference. Um, and, you know, he reminds me of a very young, young player. So there's a big difference between Tim Tebow and Carson Palmer. And it's a lot of maturity. You can see the difference big time and just the way they talk. <laughs> Well, obviously, you know, disappointed with uh, the loss on Sunday, but, you know, you got to be able to, to put things behind you and move on, and I feel we've done that and, uh, you know, had a few good, good days of study and a good practice today, and, you know, I thought we did some good things out there today. What can you do to cut down on the number of hits you're taking in sacks? Um, well, you know, I think uh, you make great decisions, you know, get the ball out quick, um, you know, probably throw it away more. Um, you know, that's something that, that I know we've talked about is just throwing the way, throwing the ball away a little more. Um, you know, sometimes I want to always want to make something happen. And uh, so you got to be patient and throw it away. And, um, and ultimately, you know, just uh, be smart with the ball and, and make great decisions. So do you think you've been holding on to it too long? Sometimes is that what you've seen? Um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes uh, you just, you got to, you know, pull it down and just take it and, you know, they got us in this one and we got to get the next play and sometimes, you know, maybe it's, you know, try to fit it into a receiver and other times throw it away. So I think it's different things on different plays. All right, Tim Tebow, what's, uh, what's Stubblefield scouting report for Tim Tebow? He's a bonehead. You know what? <laughs> Romo, Romanowski, Romo loves this guy. Yes, he and does. I, I, and I could not, and I'm staring at when we did our show uh, with John Lund, me and John looking at each other, looking at Romo like, are you serious? Do you really like this? He's a bonehead. He is a, he makes plays that your two-year-old, my, my five-month-old doesn't even make. I, I, I think it's going to take him over. He's got to grow up. If you're on the Broncos and you're playing defense for the Broncos and you know that he's just so substandard, doesn't even remotely resemble an NFL quarterback, that's got to break your spirits, no? Oh, um, are you, yes. <laughs> it's, it's more than break your spirits. 
Well, the first thing I want to ask you is, do you think that that is the overall feeling from the standpoint of the defense of the Raiders towards Tebow? Well, <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm the Raiders defense, I'm going after this guy. I'm going after. He's been if, if I'm correct, I think he's been sacked 13 times. Yes, in yes. Last, in the last couple, I'm going after him. Mm-hmm. If it's one thing Tebow knows, it's how to lay on his back. Alfred Williams, former defensive end for the Denver Broncos, joining us in the wheelhouse behind enemy lines. John Lund, Greg Poppy here on 95.7 The Game. Um, I don't want to talk about Tim Tebow, the quarterback. I want to talk about the phenomenon that is Tim Tebow in Denver. Give us a firsthand account of what it's like. You know, I played in the NFL a long time. I haven't seen anything like this in my whole entire life. You know, and it's... uh, it's beginning to wear on the on the people and the media around here in Denver, and it's starting to uh, uh, it's starting to just really wear on guys. I mean, it's um, it's daily, it's consistent, and it's uh, always in front. And you won your national championship up in Boulder at, at uh, CU at Colorado, so you know the landscape there in Denver. When you say it's wearing on guys, do you mean the guys in the Bronco locker room, Alfred? I think it's wearing on everybody, the the guys that cover the team, the guys that are in the locker room, even the coaches. I think it's wearing on the management as well. I mean, to try to figure out if your first-round draft pick can play is an arduous task for anybody. And to see the Denver Broncos have to go through this uh, is, is, is disappointing. Uh, you know, and I believe that uh, Josh McDaniels, when he selected Tim Tebow, you know, uh, he just made an outlandish first-round pick and – we're trying to recover from that. You know, with the Jay Cutler trade they gave us the pick for Tim Tebow, Josh McDaniels was able to screw up five first-round draft picks. So it's, um, you know, we're in, we're in real rebuilding mode. We're in building mode, as John Fox likes to say. Uh, in regards to, to Tebow, let's say you just mentioned this. It's interesting. Let's say he's a third or fourth rounder. Even though he did what he did at, at Florida, can, could he have sat back maybe and tried to learn the game, gone that way versus maybe being a first rounder and being thrust into it? Well, I believe if it's open competition, Brady Quinn wins outright. So if you're going to make a quarterback change, then you're going to go with Brady Quinn. But since you committed so many dollars to Tim Tebow, it's not the first round pick that that necessarily uh, bothers you if you're management or if you're the owner. It's the money that you commit to it. So you have to see if this guy can play. So that if it was just about competition, then Brady Quinn would win it outright. And that, that's the first way to lose a locker room because the guys in the room know if a guy can play or can't play. Uh, the quarterback's not the only position on the field, but it's arguably the most important. So how does the rest of the offense function around him, Alfred, if there are – if there are serious uh, concerns, whether this guy's even an NFL quarterback. Well, you know, the offensive line, you know, um, is a good, solid unit. They are a really good unit. And I'm not, some people who don't understand uh, what's going on around here may fault the offensive line at times and say that the offensive line is not up to standard. That's a bunch of BS. I'm telling you that right now. Kyle Lorden goes, goes through... Uh, five games, I believe it was. He was one and four, and he gives up nine sacks total. Tim Tebow comes in at the quarterback position. First game gives up uh, uh, seven sacks. Officially, it turned to six. The next week, he gives up another seven sacks. So that's 13 official sacks in two weeks in the NFL. Just can't get it done like that. That's not the offensive line 
issue. That's the quarterback and where he's standing in the pocket. And when he doesn't see what he wants to see initially, he pulls the ball down and he starts to run. And those, those tackles are happening behind the line of scrimmage, which means that they're a sack. So it's a, it's a, it's a daunting task for anybody uh, that's playing on the offensive line to, to get any recognition about their good play. But I mean, it all starts with the guy that's, uh, that's holding the football and, and that guy right now is not getting rid of the ball in a timely manner, not on schedule and not on target. When you look out there and you see Willis McGahee, when he's healthy, he is the kind of guy that can get it done on multiple fronts, not only rushing the ball, but also receiving out of the backfield. He is our best running back. The guy that backs him up is a first-round draft pick by the name of Noshawn Moreno. Many people remember him from Georgia. Has not gotten it done since he's been here. That's one of those five draft picks that is uh, disappointed mightily, and uh, you know th- those are the those are the mistakes that can kill an organization. You guys went through it out there with the Raiders. It's all about building right now in Denver. It's no rebuilding because there was nothing there uh, when this current coaching staff uh, got the nod to come on board. But I got to tell you guys something. There is there is a rally cry for this team, and right now it's we don't want to be the laughing stock of the NFL. Because right now they're starting to look like it. That's a tough rallying cry. We don't want to be the laughing stock of the NFL. It's not a good one. Uh, hey, wanna... look. <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you say? I mean, hey, you know, hey, this, 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 uh, when you go, you have a quarterback that throws seven straight incompletions in the NFL. I mean, seven straight incompletions. I'm not talking about seven incompletions in the game. Seven straight incompletions. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it really is. It's embarrassing, and it doesn't belong uh, in this league. I mean, there are a lot of guys that uh, would love an opportunity to get this chance to play quarterback here, and it, it always it always goes back to the quarterback position around here. You're going to have two Heisman Trophy candidates facing each other with Tim Tebow and Carson Palmer, and one guy is the first pick in the draft, and another guy is the 25th pick in the draft. And it's going to look like one guy is the first pick in the draft and the other guy was a free agent acquisition as you watch the game. Mm. And it's disappointing because I know that that's not the way it's been around here in Denver. I was around here to win two championships. I've been here to see Mike Shanahan do wonderful things. I was here in college to see Dan Reeves do great things. So for the last 25 years or so around here in Denver, it's been great football up until the entry of Josh McDaniels into the program. And now... The first year of John Fox, but can't really blame it on John Fox. How about Elway? Just in terms of he is he the guy to turn this whole thing around? Yeah, I think he's the guy, and you know what? He's over there right now in uh, in the four one five area code. He's overlooking at Andrew Luck. Yeah. From what I understand, he was over there last night and taking a look at the uh, the talent over there at Stanford. Not only Andrew, but uh, the the rest of the talent at Stanford, and I believe that. He understands football, but more importantly, he understands people and he understands teams because you have to have a great team to win in this league, not a bunch of great individuals. You have to have guys who truly love to play the game at the at, at a high level, and on top of that, they got to love each other. And I know that's a phrase that you don't hear very often in, in sports, but if you're going to win and win at a championship level, Everywhere, every time I've done it, I've done it three times. Every time I've done it, it's always been with great love and compassion for each other. He's got to get the team back to that kind of that kind of feeling in the locker room first, and he's the perfect guy to do it because his presence is is 
even though it is huge amongst NFL circle, it's inviting to everybody around here in uh, Dove Valley. The guys are now welcome to come back to the locker room and hang out. That's something that we couldn't do when Josh McDaniels was around. You know, I mean, the guy was – the guy, I, I tell you, you know, if I could kick his ass right now, I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. Alfred, thanks for a few minutes of your time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again down the line, man. All right, guys. Thanks for your time. <laughs> he was the best guest we've ever had. The Broncos are 2-5, and five, and they got spanked in the biggest way by the Detroit Lions, 45-10. to 10. Yeah. In their house, no less. They were thumped, pummeled, and embarrassed. Tim Tebow, the experiment. Now everyone's throwing them out with the bathwater. And, you know, they're throwing them out, and I, it's a bad thing for us because they're going to be fired up, ready to play. They're going to come here and try to beat us. Trust me, it's going to be blood and guts. Um, our guts, their blood is how it's going to roll, of course. But they're not coming here to lose. I'm going to tell you that right now, Raider Nation. As, as jacked up as a team as they are, they're one of those teams that can jump up and really bite somebody in the ass, and I do not want it to be us. We must win this game. It is a absolutely must-win game. We cannot take this game lightly, and our team must play like champions. We're not going to know who's coming after us. They have a ton of injuries. You know, the only name you hear of is Tebow. But they got a pretty good football team. Defensively, they're not very good. But like I said, on any given Sunday, any given team could beat the living crap out of the other team, without a doubt. Has to be just like the perfect storm. Let us hope that that doesn't happen. You know, if Jason Cabell was on, on the captain of the ship here, I wouldn't be too worried. But, you know, we really haven't seen much of this new offense, really, and with the addition of T.J. Husmanzada, you know, there could be some definite different looks to our, our game. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know who's going to show up. If our team that showed up against the Chiefs shows up, we're screwed. But if the team that I know is here, the team that I know has the talent, the will, and the guts, the tenacity to make it to the very last play, and play to the last breath, if that team is out here, then we can win this ball game. We have got to win this game. We have a short week, and then we go to San Diego. This is a crucial game, and here's another crucial reason you got to be there. Dave, Big Dave Chapman, and Keith, the Crusader Raider, have made their pilgrimage to Oakland. They will be here for the game. And Oscar, of course, will be there as well. The wild Ostrasi, <laughs> oi, 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 will be in the house. We are going to have a ton of Red Nation from across the world at this game. You must get there. You must be there. You must be part of the festivities of this Bronco Ho contest. The X's and O's are plain and simple. Tim Teabag is not a good quarterback. They have to make a special playbook for him. Our defense should have a freaking field day. They must take him down. They must take him down hard, as Al Davis says. 
This is the time the Raiders need to really stand up and be counted. If we want to be a playoff team, if we want to be considered a contender in this division, then this is a game that we absolutely have to win because it's a weak opponent. Look, the Broncos suck, plain and simple. They're, they're a bad team, and we should beat them. There should be no excuse for you, Jackson, to fumble this game. It's pretty simple. Uh, their number one uh, running back, McGahee, I think he's out with a hand injury. They got a lot of boo-boos over there. Uh, we're going to be healing up over here. I'm really concerned about Janikowski. Haven't seen much of him. I think he'll probably play. I know McFadden won't play. That means Bush and Jones. Tyvon Jones got to come up, man. They got to come up big time for this team. Our running game has got to be the game. It's supposed to rain like crazy. That's our forte. We got to run the ball right down their ass. That's the the winning <laughs> that's the winning philosophy from this Raider fan. We have to run, run and run some more. I'd like to see Carson pass a little bit, but not too much. I'd like to see a lot of Michael Bush and Jones all day long in the rain. We better win this game cuz we're supposed to win this game and then San Diego. So let's get in there to the Coliseum, Raider Nation. Fill this up. Make it happen. Let's make the house roar like we have. The team needs us. And, man, you're not going to miss out on seeing TJ, who's your mama, and Carson Palmer, are you? Get in a seat. Get there. Be there. Be one with the nation, man. We're going to be in the house. going to be a big party. I love it. Uh, the Raiders need to, need to make a statement right here because it starts right now. And that is all I have to say about that it's time for the bone line 1-800-620-7181 get on the bone throw us a bone and let the nation know what you're feeling you know what i'm saying and our first caller is a pleasant surprise a femme fatale from the raider nation a Raider princess in the house. Please, let's hear it for Raider Jap. I love it. This is a Raider Jap, and I'm live on the bone line. I'm driving in my truck on my way to work. I've got my coffee, and I'm just thinking to myself, who cares about Sunday? So we lost. So we lost to the Chiefs, the Queefs, whatever you want to call them. We're going to come back after the bye. We're going to be strong. It's going to be great. We're going to kick some ass. Raider, Raider Nation is going to come through. Carson Palmer is going to man up. And we're going to be stronger than ever. So let's go. Kick some ass after the bye. It's going to be fun. A way to get the crowd started, girlfriend. Way to go. And there it is, man. Ladies, don't be shy. She did it big. She came in strong. And she pumped up the Raider Nation. Yes, thank you so much, Raider Jap. That's funny. Next, we have Matty Raider. Check this guy out, man. He is saying exactly what I've been thinking. Listen to him. Hey, what up, Nation? Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, here's a few things. It's time to cut the ties with uh, Bowler. And let's find Trent Edwards wherever he is and beg him to come back to our team. I'm tired of Hugh Jackson believing his own press. Anyone who doesn't agree with me, uh, just watch that KC game again. I'm just tired of, like, the uh, the snippets of him, you know, 
claiming he'll do whatever it takes to put this team in the best position to win. Well, how the fuck starting Kyle Bowler against uh, the Chiefs was putting us in the best position to win? And now I was reading today that uh, the talk is bringing in um, T. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada. Enough already. How about working on a game plan for Denver? I understand Palmer has history with TJ, you know, but supposedly Carson's working with our wide receiver core now. So why bring in Hushmanzada? It's just going to slow that process down. How about just getting the ball to Denarius more? I mean, that kid's been absent since the Bills game. So, well, I hope this team comes out fired up against Denver. You know, they were miserable against Detroit, and you know they would love to come uh, to our house and uh, get the win. We need to put pressure on Tebow and don't let that kid get his confidence up. I mean, you can say what you want about the guy, but he has heart. He has a real passion for the game. You know, you can't let him elevate a mediocre Broncos team uh, in our house. You know, as far as I know, our injuries are back. Got us really uh, hurt, and hopefully everybody will be back. Uh, Marcel Reese will be back. That'll be huge uh, for our offense and for blocking. I mean, since he's been out, McFadden hasn't had a uh, 100-yard game since. Hopefully, uh, D-Mac will be ready to go as well. But um, got to stop that run. You know, for Denver, McGay's been solid um, as of late, and I guess Moreno will be uh, ready to go too, so hopefully we can do that. Not too worried about the passing game. I think our secondary can handle it. But, hey, Michael Huff. You think he can tackle in the open field? I mean, is it just me? That dude can't tackle for shit. Anyways, it's time to start coaching this team, and let's get back to business. Thanks, Raider Greg. Thanks, Raider Randy. I'm out. You know, we can't cry over the spilt milk or the spilt Edwards, whatever you want to call it, because we all knew that that was the bad move. That was one thing. The other thing is, yeah, Mr. Bubbles, that's what I'm saying, blowing bubbles up our ass, saying he's going to put on the best team on the with the best plan with the blah 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 rah, 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 rah. bullshit. If he was going to start bowler, he should have changed the the way he threw passes, shorter passes, different different game plan. You can't put him in there and act like he's Campbell. That was horrible. That was bad coaching. Hushmanzad is a good pickup. I'm not going to say another word about it till it turns out bad. I think any addition that uh, that's here, we got to see how it pans out. Uh, thanks for the call, my brother. I think we could be- beat the hoes in our house, but we're going to have to come strong because they ain't coming in here to get beat. Next, my very good brother, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What you got, man? Raider Nation, what's going on? Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Just got done listening to last week's podcast about, you know, the the bogus game between our Oakland Raiders and the Kansas shitty queefs. Uh, it's like you said, Raider Greg, it's like the Carson Palmer trade. It's over with. It's done with. It's happened. Let's move on. That's what I'm doing. I'm itching this Sunday. I'm like a drug addict. I don't have my Raider football. I don't have my fix. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself today. Hopefully when we play the the Broncos, we, we, we just decapitate Tim Teabag. I'm so sick of looking at every football channel, every sports channel, and it's Tim Teabag this, Tim Teabag that. He's God's son. Oh, no, fuck that. I, I mean, let me tell you something. I was watching First and Ten, and that's Skip Bayless. He loves his, his Tim Teabag. He loves his jizz on his face. He loves swallowing his balls. Like, fuck him. Fuck Skip Bayless. Fuck all the Raider haters. We're going to go in there. We're going to do work. We're going to shut them down. Hopefully hurt them. I never want to hurt anybody. 
it's not it, it's not in my nature, but I'll make an exception for Tim Teabag. He's a faggot, punk bitch, and he plays for the Denver Broncos. So that makes him even more of a fag. So Raider Nation, let's do it up Raider style. Palmer, you're going to be back. Hopefully we see a little bit more prior. I mean, we wasted a third-round draft pick on the punk kid. But he is a Raider, so I do love the guy. So let's get it in. Let's get back on winning, and uh, let's go Raiders. I am out like that fat girl and what? Dodgeball. We are all sick of the Timmy Teabag phenomenon. I can't see his face anymore. I just want to see his face covered in Oakland dirt. (laughs) I'm hoping it better happen. Next on the line, we have Erie Raider, who was at the embarrassing game against the Kansas shitty Queefs. Check him out. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Erie Raider. You know, I was at the Kansas City game, and, you know, I consider this an outlier, as one of the uh, articles had said. You know, I'm watching this uh, San Diego and Kansas City game, and I think they're both just pretenders. I really think this is Oakland's division. Both teams are playing lousy, and I really think Oakland should win this division this year. I'm really uh, disappointed in how we've perceived it so far, but I really think that this is Oakland's team. I think Carson Palmer and the rest of this team should div- just conquer this division this year. By the way, thank you guys for this podcast. I look forward to this every week. Thank you guys, and I hope you win all these uh, podcast awards that are coming up. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. You're damn right. I know we have a better team. The whole Raider Nation knows we have a team that can take us out of the division at number one. The number one in the division and take us to the playoffs. We have the personnel. Let's hope we have the coaching, Hugh. Thanks for the call. Next is my very good friend, Houston Raider Steve, man. He is a wealth of information when it comes to the Oakland Raiders. Good fan. He's going to be in the house against the Bronco Hoes. Check him out. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Houston Raider Steve. Just got done from uh, the Halloween party over there. Molly's watching the San Diego Chargers choking, baby. How about those Kansas City Chiefs? You know I'm not a Chiefs fan, but you know nothing I like seeing better is see Norvell Turner, the Phillip, damn the Rivers, choking in a game. Let's fumble a football. Let's really know how to F it up. I tell you what, then after that, I had the pure delight of watching Tebow melt down against the Detroit Lions. Uh, he regressed in that game, and then they said that Broncos going to the road. I don't know about you, but I'm so fucking sick of hearing about Tim Tebow, third-string quarterback, starting in the league. I can't wait to see everybody out there this weekend. Crusader Raider, Big Dave, Colorado Chris, all the other cast of characters out there in Oakland, so we can show Tebow he can hit the road, Jack. Anyway, I usually don't cheer for the Chiefs, but when it comes at the expense of the San Diego choking Chargers, I'll cheer for them every time. Fuck the Chargers. We're going to win the division. Tell me he ain't excited. Tell me that he ain't excited to come to Oakland to see the home crowd of all silver and black, man. It's going to be good to see you. It's going to be one hell of a party. I'm telling you, you don't miss this party, folks. Get your ass here. Next, a very good brother, Raider Ho from Indio. I used to live there, man. I love that city. Check it. 
This is Raider Ho from Indio. I called in last week and I didn't leave my uh, name. Greg, you uh, pegged my voice. That is awesome. I appreciate that. Anyway, how about that Monday night game last night? I love to see Rivers suck balls. That was beautiful. Now we got a three-way tie for first. Well, and then we got uh, some news coming out of uh, Raider Nation. TJ, who's your mama? Love that guy. Think that'd be a great pickup. And I believe we signed Lido Shepard. I love the way the Raiders, what direction they're going in. They're trying to improve this team. It's looking good. Let's get everybody healthy. Marcel Reese, you're my boy. Let's get healthy and get you back on the field. That bike couldn't have come at a perfect week. And uh, let's not take Tebow lightly. <clears throat> let's uh, take it to him, put the pressure on, because you know he can't handle the pressure. I think we also need to put a spy on this guy, because he likes to run the ball. Let's put the smack down on these clowns, and uh, let's make a run for it, fellas. This is it. No more buys. No more days off. Let's take it to them. All right. Anyway, guys, love the show. I guess I got Lester Hayes coming out to Indio this weekend. That's going to be a cool deal. And then uh, Raider Claws is coming out December 11th uh, to the Coachella Valley also. So looking forward to those dates, too. Love to hang out with the Raider Nation, and we'll talk to you later. I'm out. Late. I get the funny feeling that no one likes poor Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, you suck. I love it. Thanks for the call, brother. Next is Raider DK from Fontana. What you got? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider DK from Fontana. Uh, I was calling to say that um, I was hoping for a three-way on Halloween, but what I got was a three-way tie for the Raiders for the division, and uh, that's that's good. Go Raiders! A three-way for Halloween. <laughs> well, we got a three-way tie. That's good enough for me. We're not in the basement, though. You love that. You got to love that. Next, we have Raider Anthony from Bellingham, Washington, and uh, he's letting us hear what's happening. What is up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? Anthony from Bellingham here. Just looking at NFL.com, looks like um, we picked up uh, T.J. Hushmanzada. Uh, it was Carson Palmer's biggest weapon when he was a uh, when he was a Bengal or a bunghole. And now, uh, you know, now we got uh, now we got Hoosh to go along with the uh, with the rest of the clan there. Um, I like this move. I know that you know we got blanked a couple weeks ago. But, you know that was then. This is now. I've had a chance to calm down and put it all in perspective and um i i love that you know we're gonna have a fresh we're gonna have a fresh uh carson palmer fresh hushmanzada and uh company and really take it to the denver asses i don't call them the donkeys because i i fucking hate this team i call them the denver asses they're not donkeys they're asses um it was a uh, Watching last night's game, looks like it's a three-way tie for first. Um, you know, if we pull it off on Sunday, uh, that leaves a uh, leaves us in a big game with the 
the San Diego or, as Anchorman would say, the whale's vagina. Uh, the leaves the Bolts and the Raiders battling for a Thursday night game for first. Um, I like I like how things look. Um, you know, hopefully we uh, we teabag Tim teabag. Uh, hope we mushroom stamp that clown. Uh, that guy's garbage. He sucks. I hope the the I hope that Seymour teabags him, and I uh, hope that uh, Aaron Curry, the sea chickens, the sea chi- the former sea chicken, uh, mushroom stamps that fool. Anyways, nation, uh, just looking at this, things are looking on the up and up. Um, I hope that the last that that last uh, defeat against the Queefs um, really humbled the Raiders. And that uh, we uh, we take it to the house, and we ride this ride this thing until the wheels fall off. Until next time, Raider Nation. I will talk with you later. Peace. That would be something to uh, seal the division lead on a Thursday night, especially with me and Randy in the house. Ha <laughs> ha! We're gonna be in San Diego with, of course, Big Raider Dave and. Who else? Yes, none other than the Crusader Raider in the house. It'll be awesome. It's South Oakland. It's crazy. It's awesome. And to be playing for that would be incredible. Last but never least, my very good friend. We spent the last couple days together. It's been fabulous, man. My good friend, Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider from London, England, but calling you from California. Uh, just a quick call out to uh, Greg and Randy. Um, you know, thanks for your hospitality since we've been here. We arrived in, in uh, the Bay Area on Monday night. We've had a great uh, couple of days with you, you guys. Uh, looking forward to the rest of the build-up to the Denver Broncos game this weekend uh, when we'll be welcoming Tim Teabag Tebow to the Coliseum. And I'm sure we're all going to give uh, the little teapot boy a, a good old welcome to Oakland uh, and we'll see the Raiders get back on the winning ways. Uh, after the Broncos game this weekend, there's a crowd of us heading down to San Diego uh, to see the Chargers against the Raiders next Thursday night. And I'm looking forward to Ra- uh, uh, Raider Les, Les Wilkie coming over from the UK and for Adam Harrison coming in from the UK. Uh, Oscar's going to be here from Australia and there's going to be a good old international representation of the Raider Nation as uh, we pull together not only in Oakland this weekend, but then obviously then down in San Diego at the following weekend. We had a great time at Wembley last week in, in London when the NFL game was played there. It was the Bears against the Buccaneers. And uh, myself and Big Dave Chapman were recommend, uh, you know, representing the Raider Nation there in London, uh, flying the Union Jack in the end zone, being in the black hole of London, uh, and representing us the Crusader Raider as uh, we spread the word about uh, the Raiders uh, across the world. That day, the Crusader Raider did interviews for Fox Sports, for CNN, for Bloomberg, and for Japanese television. Uh, where, the, where Crusader Raider myself, Keith Smith, mentioned to the Japanese people about the Raider Nation podcast and Leda Leg and Leda Landy, who does all the filming and that for, for the podcast. Uh, and who knows, we might find that some new Japanese people will be picking up on the, on the Raider Nation as a result. And if they do, we'll be welcoming them into the fold uh, and being part of uh, uh, the Silver and Back. 
Um, we've got a real busy schedule planned to, while we're here in the Bay Area and say down to San Diego. This coming Saturday, uh, November the 5th, is the Raider Fan Convention at uh, the Oakland Marriott downtown where we'll be meeting up with Fred Blitnikoff and supporting that event. There's loads going on with live bands, the Raiderettes, uh, uh, Raider Cars, uh, the Blitnikoff Foundation, uh, the Super Fans. Everything's going to be going on there. That's from 10 till 4 this coming Saturday, and that's at the uh, downtown Oakland Marriott and Convention Center. So hopefully some guys can make it there. Uh, and they say then we'll head into the uh, tailgate on Sunday morning when uh, myself and Big Dave will be down there from 7 in the morning, tailgating with the nation, and then looking forward to the victory. I say, guys, we're really, really having a great time. Thank you, Raider Greg. Thank you, Ray, uh, Raider Randy and, and Charmaine for your hospitality. We're having a great time. Looking forward to spending the rest of the time here and in San Diego with you guys uh, and seeing the Raiders pick up two victories while we're here from London. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. Looking forward to Tim Tebow, Teabag, Teapop coming to the Bay. Uh, we're going to give him a good welcome, I'm sure. Crusader Raider, I'm out. You know, these guys travel, you know, 6,000 miles to see the Raiders play. That's some dedication, man. I'm telling you right now. Um, everybody sacrifices something to come to the Coliseum. It's not an easy place to come to, and it's certainly not cheap. But you know what? There's people that come to this this game. There's people that come to this team and see the Raiders. There's a gentleman coming from Canada. He's driving 16 straight hours to see the Broncos get dismantled by the Oakland Raiders. This fan base is far, it is wide, it is intense, and it is educated in football. There's not a place I've been in the world that I haven't found another Raider fan. Best goddamn fans in all sports. I'll say it forever because it's the truth. And as we start marching to the playoffs... Uh, playoffs? That's right. I said playoffs. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get real crazy because the Raider Nation is going to rise up and piss everybody off. And I love it. <laughs> this is a big game. You must get here if you can. I know it is short notice. If you could sell some uh, aluminum cans, whatever you got to do. Put your ass in a seat, man. Get over to the Bad Boys of Barbecue and share some food with us, some drink with us, and some sure laughter with us because I tell you what, man, we have a hell of a time. You can see it on our videos. Check it out. www.raidernationpodcast.com. Don't forget to visit there because we got a form. We got all the news you possibly could want. It's a great place to get your Raider fix. That's what I'm saying. So let me ride that donkey, donkey, and I'll tell you what, man, we got to beat the holes. They're coming to the big O, and that's how it goes. Timmy Teabag, a uh, little Timmy T-spout, <laughs> short and stout. <laughs> that's pretty damn funny. We got to win this game. There's no doubt about it, man. We got to win it for the fans, man, because they're coming from the entire globe. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>